Okay, so we started looking at Hannah and Hannah's prayer last week. So grab your Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 1. Uh, we introduce this with the idea that if God's called us, if He's designed us to be fruitful, if He's called us to be fruitful, right, if that's His will over our life, uh, how is Satan going to attack? What's Satan going to do to keep us faithless and prayerless? And he'll try to use the events of life to keep us separate and to keep us out of faith and off task. Well, God's going to use all the same things to draw us near to him if we'll let him. And we talked about our need to be a petitioning people. We, 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 a lot of times we don't pray in faith because we don't believe God cares, God hears, or God will answer. And so we pray these bless so-and-so, bless me prayers. They're just these general, generic prayers, and we don't bank on God. And what God's called us to is to make all kinds of prayers for all kinds of men, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Why? Well, it's the will of God. Verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And God wants to use his people to preach the gospel to win souls, then to train them up, Matthew 28, to teach them all things, I mean all things that the Lord has commanded, all things in his word that we're responsible for. We're to, we're to invest those things, those precious, exceeding, powerful things into the lives of our disciples so that they will grow up and they will mature and that they will bear much fruit. So here's Hannah, she's picturing the church. She's married to a really good man. Uh, he's better to her than 10 sons, than 10 children. And he gives her good gifts. I mean, he is, he is lavish in his love over Hannah. And that's his testimony. Here's Hannah who is abused uh, by the other wife because she has no children. And what we saw last time is that Hannah is fretting. The Lord had shut up her womb. And so every year they go up to worship. Verse seven said, she, the other wife, provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. She's lost her appetite for the things of this world. All that she wants is another baby. Uh, yeah. So she's doing everything in her part. She wants a child. She's calling on the Lord. Verse 10 says, she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. She was at the same place Rachel was with Jacob. Give me children, else I die. The pastor comes in, woman, you're drunk. No, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk, I'm not drunk. I've drunk neither wine nor strong drink, verse 15, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. She knows that children are the heritage of the Lord and she has none. And so the application that we're making, right, as Christians, as part of the bride of Christ, we're designed to be fruitful. Do we have spiritual fruit? That's what's designed to take place. John 15, 16, Christ chose us. He ordained us that we would go and bring forth fruit and that our fruit, that our fruit should remain. And then we get this key to fruitfulness that whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. And that's power in prayer. If every one of God's children is fruitful, what will happen? Well, we'll double. We'll double. You know, I, 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 we ought to grow and make full proof of whatever the Lord puts in our hands. So every member, right? We ought to grow and make full proof of everything that God's put in our hands. Your life exists for his glory. 
So you gotta make full proof of your life. We've got, we've got almost 13,000 new square feet. We ought to make full proof of that. We ought to use that to the glory of God. So we ought to trust the Lord for every member to be a part of seeing souls saved, disciples made, leaders trained and equipped so that the ministry can continue to redouble, so that it continue to grow and be fruitful. But none of that will happen because we're able. Hannah could not have children. Lo, children are the heritage of the Lord. So unless the Lord gives you a baby, you can want it all you want and you can try everything. You can do every, I mean, you can, you can try to get people saved, but except the Lord opens a door, except the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and, 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 and the eyes of the unbelieving are finally opened, their heart is convicted over their sinful condition, except they see the solution of the gospel, the salvation of Jesus Christ, well, then the gospel goes right over their head. God has to give us fruits, otherwise we labor in vain. We see what God's given us in the seed of his word, in these exceeding precious promises. We saw this last time, Second Peter chapter one, that if these things, these things that, that if they're in us, right, these things that, that allow us to be partakers of the divine nature, these things of the word of God, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord. So Hannah's boxed in and except God makes a way, it's hopeless. And so she prays, Eli says, you know what, go in peace, God heard your prayer. He's gonna give you your petition, you will be fruitful. And so she went her way, verse 18, she went her way and did eat and her countenance was no more sad. She cast her care on the Lord, she knew that she was heard, and she left with her burden resolved. She was comforted, she was full of faith, and so this is where we left off. She prayed powerfully. She prayed in faith, she believed God, she believed the promises of God over her life. You had to do that, the example that we gave is you had to do that at salvation. You couldn't save yourself. At the point where you recognized you stood the risk of standing before a holy God and him saying, depart from me, ye cursed, ye wicked, Depart from me, what, I never knew you. Man, how do I avoid a sentence like that? Well, I believe the Bible. God's not willing that any would perish. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. But if you wanna join them there, that's where you'll end up. God literally killed himself to keep you out of hell to see you reconciled from your sin, the wages of sin over your life, in order to make you part of his. At some point, you had to believe on that, and in humility, and in desperation, and in total faith, God saved me a sinner. And you had to, you had, it was a prayer of faith, right? It was, you're saved by God's grace through faith. You had to believe on his word, and then make that request. Lord, that provision of salvation, I desperately need it. I'm counting, I'm banking on you. You didn't intellectually agree with the terms of salvation. No, you entrusted your life to it. Lord, I'm banking on you. God, save me, I'm a sinner. And then what happened? You were born again. <laughs> the whole of your life changed. Uh, you're a new creature in Christ, you're God's child. You're born of the Spirit. It was this life-altering event, and God did it. God answered your prayers. Okay, do we believe 
in every other point of prayer, do we believe without a doubt that when we, pl- when we pray, we receive the promises of God's word over our life? Do we continue to bank on God? Do you believe, do you know that God desires to get glory out of your life? What about the situations that the devil will throw at you, the trials that God will allow in your life? What about when you look at your own heart and life and you see your own shortcomings? Can you, through your power and ability, affect all of that to the glory of God? I want to submit to you, no. Apart from God working in and through his people, uh, we're like, you know that dream, the nightmare that you have when you have to run, you either got to go save someone or you need saving, and you are like pouring it on and you're going absolutely nowhere? Have, have you ever had that dream? I think everybody's had that dream, right? Are there any exceptions to that? You've had that dream where you're just tearing it up and you're going as hard as you can and you're getting nowhere and that kid is going to still get run over or you're about to get run over. Uh, man, that's a picture of, I think, it's like a gift, you know? You can literally just work your tail off and accomplish nothing. You can waste your life. You couldn't get where you needed to go at salvation apart from God saving you. So what makes us think that we can do it now? What hinders us from receiving our petitions from God? Well, it's, I wanna submit tonight, it's because we don't truly petition him. We don't find out God's promises over our life, God's promises over our need, God's promises over his goals and objective for us. We don't get in line with that. We pray the God bless me prayers, God bless them prayers, God bless the pastor prayers. No, specifically, who is lost in sin and they need to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's ask God to open up a door there. Now, God's not a Calvinist. He's not gonna force them. They have a free will. All, all, the the all-inclusive words of the Bible, you don't have to change their meaning. God is not willing that any would perish, and yet many will. But man, don't we want them to trip over us? Don't we want them to have to encounter and engage with us on their way to hell? Don't we wanna, don't we wanna send up the warning? Man, I don't, I don't want anybody to get around us and get to hell unopposed. I want them to have to make a decision because God just keeps giving us open doors. What hinders us from receiving our petitions? See, the Bible says Hannah went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Hannah trusted the Lord, and she obeyed. God opened a door, obviously, with her husband, and she took it, and and then Samuel was on the way. See, it's one thing to tell God about our burdens and our desires, but it's another thing to cast them on the Lord and then trust that he is at work. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him, for he careth for you. When I can give what I see needs to take place, when I can give it to the Lord and just admit, God, you know I can't fix that. You know I can't make this person do what's right. You know I can't, I can't mature anyone. I can't make anybody want to do right. I can't make anybody go right, but oh God, you could get their attention. And if you wanna use me to be a part of that, man, praise the Lord. If you wanna use somebody else, I'll praise you just the same. God, I'm trusting to see you work. And I'm just letting you know I'm available. That is the path to a peace that passes all understanding. God's got it. Just you wait, just you watch. It's not over. Wow, they're flipping out and going crazy. They're out in the world. Eh, 
we got a man on the inside. Let's talk to the Lord about it. See, Hannah understood that the Lord wanted to bless her. Let me read some scripture to you. Here's the heart of our Lord, Luke, Luke 11, verses nine through 13. Listen to what Jesus said. I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. Okay, did you just hear what the Bible said? Who receives that ask? Everyone. That's an all-inclusive word, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, I prayed one time and I didn't get what I wanted. Eh, that's not what the Bible says. Okay, you, there's a lot of other scripture around this. God will answer your prayer. You may not like the answer, but you're gonna receive an answer. Man, that amazes me that I can, I can speak to the creator of the cosmos and he hears me. Like if we really believe that God hears and answers prayer, um, we'd spend hours on our knees, wouldn't we? I'll tell you why we don't. There's a lot of things that in terms of the flesh, our flesh, that are just a lot more fun than praying. Because you can talk to the Lord and with the, the mind of faith, you know he hears and that you're gonna receive an answer. Like you know this, if, you believe, if you're a Bible believer, you know this. But it's not like Jesus like popped up in a chat window and he's like, yo, let's hang. What's on your mind? You're not having a two-way conversation on your terms, right? It's still a two-way conversation, um, but here's where he's speaking to you, and then here's where you're speaking to him. And so it, it doesn't work the way that you wanted it to work. Um, it's not like you know, hanging out over a cup of coffee across the coffee table with a buddy. And yet, when you pray, the scriptures will be coming to mind as you pray. And then that will lead the conversation. In other words, like the Spirit's bringing to remember, like it's more of a two-way than you think. But if we just knew and believed that the mighty God, the glorious creator of heaven and earth, the everlasting Father, Jehovah himself, I mean, he hears when we pray. I think we would pray more. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And then he gives an illustration. Verse 11 says, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? I mean, what dad is that jerk? Worst dad ever, that's the award. If ye then, being evil, Jesus is always so affirming. If ye then, being evil, know how to get good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Father, more for me. Psalms 37 verse four. Delight thyself also in the Lord. How do you delight yourself in the Lord? You're going to seek Him at His Word, aren't you? And you're not going to do it as an intellectual exercise. You want His Word to rule over your life. It's like the kids sing it's trust and obey. 
for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Delight thyself also in the Lord, watch this, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Why? Well, because your heart's conformed to his image. Psalms 37 verse five, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. 1 John 5 verse 13, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that, you, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, there's the condition, if we ask anything according to his word, according to his will, he heareth us and we know that he hear us and if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have, here it is again, the petitions that we desired of him. So Christ clearly, the word of Christ clearly teaches that faith is the condition on which prayer is answered. Do we have faith in what God said? Does that form the basis of our plea, of our petition? Then we can know we have what we ask. Is God willing that any would perish? No, he's not. How many know somebody that's lost and you'd love to see them born again? Okay, you already know God's will over their life. Can we pray? Can we pray in faith? Can we pray knowing that God's gonna open a door? When the Lord cursed the fig tree, the disciples, they got their minds blown. And Jesus' answer to all of that was have faith in God. Matthew 21, 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, if ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. So Hannah, she asked, and when she got the word of the Lord, man, she left believing, trusting that God was gonna deliver. Even though he didn't have to, he was going to. He gave his word, and so now he's bound. When you believe that God's able to do whatever he says, you will cry out, God, give me a baby. Lord, help me to win souls and make disciples. You design me to be fruitful. That's what drove the leper to cry out to the Lord. Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. He knew that Jesus was able. Lord, you can do anything. Help me. Jesus asked the blind man, and I know he's asking you tonight, believe ye that I am able to do this? We better say yes. That's what the Lord is saying to you tonight. Do you believe that I can hear and answer you? You better say yes, because God's position is according to your faith, be it unto you. That's why the blind man could see. He said yes. See, Hannah knew that God would act on her behalf. Do you know that? Do you, believe, do you actually believe? See, I, I think for a lot of us, we think about, who, like, like um, it's like we despise ourselves, who we are in the flesh. Maybe there's a, there was some mistake that was made. There was some way in which you really hurt somebody else or a lot of other people. It was fairly catastrophic and, and you think, man, I'm, I'm such a loser. Why would God ever want to hear my prayer? Why would God ever want to use me? Why would God ever want me in his life, I mean, does he, does, he really care about, does he really care about me? And so we, what happens is, is we listen to the accuser and we think that we're too insignificant. 
for the living God to hear and to answer our prayer. <clears throat> Satan is a judo master. I don't know what else to tell you. He's so good at getting you to focus on yourself. It's so prideful. I suck so bad. I'm such a loser. I mean, I know you're not, I know you don't say it like that, but that's really the heart of, of all of it, you know. I, I, Pastor, if you just knew all the things that I did, you'd know that, that I just turn God's stomach every time I, I look his way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you are the exception to the rule. You are just that awful. You're that much of a loser. You will never be enough. You will never be impressive enough. You'll never be good enough for God to deign to ever want to hang with you or be with you or use you because you just, you, congratulations champ, you suck that much. Man, have you ever read what the Apostle Paul said under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? You know who the worst sinner in the history of humanity was? <laughs> Paul calls himself Chief, he is the chief of sinners. That word means first, foremost. I am exhibit A of the worst of the worst. Why, because I was mangling Christ's bride. It doesn't get any, it doesn't get any horribler than that, <laughs> okay? Uh, but you, you're an exception because you got bad acne or whatever, <laughs> you know? You did drugs or you walked out on someone. Oh, but you don't understand what I did, and I just don't feel like God would ever receive or accept me. You prideful, wallowing self, in self-pity, you self-pitying, arrogant outfit. Christ hung on the cross of Calvary for you. It was for you. He bled out, he gave his life so that you could have it. You're that big a deal to the Lord. You say, well, I can just continue sucking and being a loser then. God's cool. I'll just live my life for my... Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What the whole church say? Yeah, no. I mean, when you see who God is in your life, that changes yours, man. I mean, you know that. Jesus asked a blind man, do you believe that I'm able? Well, according to your faith, be it unto you. Hannah knew that God would act on her behalf. Do you know that? She's no more sad. You know it's foolish to lack faith in a God that loves you so much that he'll allow you to move him. I mean, if you knew you could get the creator of the universe's attention and at your prayer, according to his word, you will move him to answer you. You'd pray all the time if you really believe that. You know Jeff Bezos won't give you the time of day. Here's a challenge, okay, for everybody in this room. Call Jeff Bezos and tell him you wanna hang out next week. Uh, can, we get can we get coffee? I, I really admire what you did with Amazon and the way you're going, and you got that weird looking rocket, you rode that into space, and, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, somebody needed to work with a design team on that, but, uh, you know, man, I just like, I, I'd just really like to spend time and just have some of your wisdom uh, rub off on me. Is, is uh, next Wednesday at three okay for you? Oh, you're gonna be out of the, co can, can we just get on, can we get on Zoom together and just spend, spend an hour and just hang out? What's Jeff Bezos gonna tell you? Who are you? <laughs> you won't even get that. <laughs> like he literally will not give you the time of day. He would never 
take the time to walk across the street to spit on you because he's that big a deal. He, but the omnipotent creator, Jehovah God, loves you so much, he's gonna allow you to move him. At any, at any moment, you have his full, undivided attention. Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos is nobody. You are a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Man, I wish we could get that. Man, we didn't even get on to point number two. We just finished up point number one. Do you see how desperately we need to pray? Because God wants to work and we gotta get full of faith. Can we just, in advance of our two and a half weeks of prayer and fasting, could we just can we just get on our knees right where we're at and just have a short season of prayer? What is the thing that God needs to move in? For some of you, you're, you're right there at the beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter one and you've got brothers and sisters that you need to get right with. They won't even talk to me. Well, you need God to work a miracle. Maybe that's what you're praying about, is to be reconciled to another brother or sister in Christ. Others, you have a pressing, legitimate financial need. It's a physical need. Cast that care on the Lord. Maybe you have to find a job. Cast that care on the Lord and then go put in 80 hours this week. Work overtime looking for the job that God has for you. And, and trust him for a good job. One that will allow you to be in church on Sunday, on Tuesday night, that will, that will fund your mission trips, that'll fund your, 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 your provision for your family. Trust God for the job that he has for you. But for some of us, we need open doors this week. We need open doors for the gospel. There are people that need to hear the love of Christ and except God does it, we're gonna be talking at people, not to people. And we're gonna effectively be harassing people. Now, it's always good to chum the water. It's always good to check, right? But if you are trying to make somebody listening, listen to you, um, that's not an open door. We want, we want God to open doors so we can share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he can do that. What's in you should be coming out of you. Well, let's trust the Lord to make a way, amen? What is it that, that, that you need to see God move on your behalf? And just take the next minute or two and just give that to the Lord. And then once you're done praying, God bless you, you're dismissed. Uh, We'll see you, Lord willing, this next Saturday if you're in LFBI, and next Sunday, or uh, yeah, next Sunday in worship. All right, let's let's cast our care on the Lord. Let's, Let's petition him right now.